You're listening to the Doe Post Podcast. Adam Doe here, along with Nathan Chan, Ethan Bang, and making his return to the Doe Post since last summer, Boris Tom. Uh, we've previously given him the title of worst general manager in our league, but uh, unfortunately, I'm, I'm going to have to rescind that and, and give it to our, our friend Nathan Chan in this call. Boris has made a massive improvement from eighth place to seventh place in our in our fantasy league. Hats off to you, Boris. Calculated. It's all calculated. Yeah. So tell us about you know how how you were on a three week winning streak and literally nobody nobody knew until like Nikki pointed it out last time on the podcast. My team's just been injured this whole time. Like every single week, I have at least half my team injured. So I think the three weeks I did win, I think everyone was available besides Nurkic. And yeah, and then I'm back to losing this week. <laughs> Man, so much to talk about with you, Boris, I think. Let's let's uh so go over your team list right now. Just quickly go over uh your, your draft picks and uh tell us tell us like how you how you picked them. My draft picks? Do you want me to go through my draft picks or do you want me to go through my team right now? Because my draft picks I dropped a lot of people. Uh yeah, let's go team right now then. All right. So currently I have Trey Young, Lonzo Ball, Darius Garland, uh Ubre, Zion, Horford, Cantor, Sabanis, Randall, Draymond, Towns, John Wall, Ben Simmons, and Nurkic, who's injured. So yeah. my team, yeah, so how I drafted my team, it was literally like boom or bust. So I did it entirely based on potential. Um, <laughs> there's not a single player on my team that I would consider like a top five player. But, you know, there are nights where they could be a top five player. Um, I think Towns. Towns is like a solid top five I player. Think, I think, okay. So I think when I was drafting, it was either between Towns or like Dame. And I, I settled with Towns because he gets like, he gets blocks and steals. And he has a and he has a pretty good three point shooter as well, and he gets a lot of rebounds. But the reason why, like, I don't even consider Towns a part of my team is because I think in the beginning of the season, he he got like hit by a truck or something, right? Or like he had a lot of like like personal issues, and in the moment he came back, he got COVID, so he was out for like five weeks or something like that, and then he just came back like two weeks ago. He actually, I think he got hit by a truck. And, but that that wasn't the big issue. The big issue was he sprained his wrist, and that like got him out for a really long time. And then he got COVID, which got him out for another two weeks. Oh yeah, that's true. I mean, I also picked up Towns because I thought he was gonna have like a redemption season, considering how like he got D'Lo as his point guard. But they never even played a game. To- they played like, well, like five games together, and they didn't even play a single game this season or something like that. Like one or two games. Yeah, not so, that many games. Yeah, yeah. So I, I expected, um, I expected Towns' numbers to go up, like especially like his points, because I thought you know they're gonna do like the two man tandem, and you know Delos is gonna get free assists. But yep, my team has just been riddled with injuries. I had oh, I had Lamelo in the beginning too. Do you guys remember? I did. Yep. Yeah. So Yo. you you drafted Lamelo Ball in the twelfth round, and you gave him up, right? Or do you still have him? No, I gave him up. Yeah, okay, so the reason why I, I dropped them was because I had John Wall and and Blake Griffin and like some other players injured, and I wanted players I could like actually play immediately, and I didn't know how long Lamelo was gonna take to actually start playing because I think the first game he dropped zero points, so I got really paranoid. I was like, all right, you know, my team is boomer bust right now. It's just all bust because no one's playing for me because everyone's injured or like you know they're just like off the bench or something. So. Yeah, I got rid of Lamelo really early. You know, it was, a, it was a mistake. Hi, Dan. You're actually you you actually um you actually uh, convinced me to drop him because you told me that Rozier was gonna start with a uh, Graham or something like that. So that's why I never I never uh, gave too much attention to Lamelo. It was your fault for listening to me. I, I gave the right advice at that time because I'm pretty sure I told you something like Rozier and Graham are gonna be the starting guards, and it's unlikely Lamelo's gonna come off the bench, which I still think I'm right. It's because Graham is injured. That's why he, yeah. uh, LaMelo is starting now. I mean, to be fair, though, LaMelo is 
like ex- exceeding like all expectations. I dr- I dropped Lamella for Darius Garland because remember in the beginning of the season when the Cavs were like three zero. It's the Cavs, it, man. You, come on, you all, right, all, right, all right, but like Sexton and <laughs> um and Garland, they're they're playing pretty well. So like I needed I needed assists, so that's why I just dropped um Lamelo because I didn't know like how good he was gonna be considering I had Lonzo on my team already and Lonzo gives me nightmares sometimes. So yeah, I have to play it safe in some way. Any any questions, Ethan? Nathan? I mean, I wasn't that question that Darius Garland picked. I was ready to pick him up too before I could before I think, was thinking of who to drop first. And then you picked him up and I was like, all right, guess I'll wait a little bit longer for another point guard to pick up later in the season. But I, I wouldn't have questioned it then. Like, yeah, you didn't know Lamelo was going to be that good. Dude, I don't think anyone knew Lamelo was going to be that good. Like, at that point, dude, I was just desperate, right? I had Ubre on my team. This guy was dropping zero points as well. Like, I had two chuckers on my – okay, I think it was Lonzo, Lamelo, Ubre. Um, who else? Blake Griffin. Blake, Blake Griffin. Right, Blake Griffin uh, was a bad pick, though. John Wall. Yeah, these guys, these guys. Oh, and and Nurkic was really bad in the beginning too. Like everyone was just playing poorly. Like my best player was literally Julius Randle. Yeah. Surprisingly, Julius Randle. Dubious handles the blade. I, I like to go bust or all in two for picks. So you look at my team. I have a bunch of like players that will rest a lot too. But when they play, they like go off usually. But I I would have kept Lamelo like. He he definitely needed some time to like get used to the NBA, but he has like these good intangibles, so you know he's definitely gonna be good. Oh yeah, for sure. Like if you see his highlights, you can tell like this guy's a good player. Yeah, he play, I, I would have held really on free. to him. Mm-hmm. No, I got I was desperate, right? I know, I know. It's you had a a lot of injuries early. I had a lot of COVID, so half my team was just COVID and postponed games too. So it sucked. I had to drop people and pick up players to fill in. Remember, remember that screenshot I had where I had like, like seven or eight Six players or seven. out. Yeah, I had that no, too. dude, it was it was insane. Yeah, half of them, half of them was half of them were COVID, and the other half were like injured injuries. Yeah, yeah, I I know this because I, I was like at everyone's teams, and I was first place in this league at one point. Like I was winning consistently. And then all my players got injured and games got postponed, and I just started losing constantly. Let's talk about one of the first trade offers that happened uh, after we drafted that night. It was between me and Boris. Do you remember the trade offer, Boris? What was it, Devin Booker for like Ennis Cantor? Nurkic, <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think uh, it was a pretty you... fair trade in the beginning. All right, and there we go, guys. If you're listening, Boris is the king of lopsided trades. Uh, <laughs> make sure if you have your Boris Tom Bingo cards out, uh, place a, a a tile. Play something on the the tile where Boris defends a lopsided trade. Um, uh, hear me out though. Hear me out though. Nurkic, there it is. Have you, have you looked at his stats from last year? All right, he was averaging like what twenty, ten and five with like two blocks a game. That's pretty. That's really good. And your team was lacking in like rebounds too. So you know, I, I, thought, but, I thought it was a pretty fair trade. But back then, Ennis Canner was not the starting center. He, it's no, because... no, 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 he wasn't. Oh, wait, we're talking about Nurkic. Nurkic. Yeah, yeah, Nurkic. Right, right. My Ennis Cantor trade, that was, that was just troll. My, my Nurkic trade is actually, like, I feel like that one's kind of legit, though. I think I would have made a mistake. I would have regretted if I if I did that, obviously, because Nurkic is injured. Okay, it was it was unlucky, all right? I mean, I, it's not like I, saw the, I foresaw the injury, but, you know, I feel like it was a pretty fair trade had he been, you know, still healthy. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think I mean, you might have had to offer a little bit more and Nurkic for Booker. Just, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like Booker, but like Booker's touches have diminished this year. Definitely, like, you guys have like C- you guys have like CP three, um, Aiton, well, Mikael Bridges, Rubio. No, wait, no, Rubio's back on Minnesota, but Phoenix is pretty stacked this year. Like they're like the second seed right now, yeah. and like they just have a lot of good players. That's why I didn't think Booker was gonna like pop off. So I, th- I still think it's a pretty fair trade. I only needed Booker for the threes and the points. Wait, Ethan, so, what's, the, what's the worst trade that Boris tried to give you? It was a couple of years ago. He, I had Giannis. And it was <laughs> like still remember. It was like Giannis for some random trash player. And I said, come on, man. <laughs> was that the year I wanted all, though? 
That was the year you beat me because my team died and before and during the playoffs, they all just died. Because what I realized about my teams is I'm either last place or first place. Or first, yeah. You yeah. beat me that season because uh, they shut down like a bunch of my players because they weren't going to make playoffs. They were like, screw it. Your, your team is done. And I lost to you playing with like six, <laughs> six, seven players only, I think. Was that the year I had Westbrook and Durant on my team? I think so. I, I don't remember what you had. I think you had Durant, yeah. It was, it was a sad, sad year for me. I think I had Draymond on that team too. Yo, I have Draymond Booker, on my team now. Someone dropped Draymond. It's it's cause like Draymond will give you like a triple single. But a lot of the things he's good at don't don't pop up in the stat sheet. His assist. This guy got like nineteen assists the other day. Yeah, but like that's that's one of the games. Usually he'll average like seven, seven, seven. No, you actually have to look at his games. Like this guy's been averaging like like 10 plus assists like i think it was like 10.9 assists or something like that for the past month yeah but wasn't mm. it just the past month and only the past month yeah, like well, I, mean, I, I mean i mean he only came back for the past month before that, he that, was injured yeah but you also you also put field goal and three point and turnovers and a uh, few throws pretty hard like right now in this season he's averaging like six six and like eight six eight six eight and a half yeah. Yeah, nine, about, almost nine, about nine assists yeah. and uh, one steal, 1. Mm-hmm. 1.4 steals. So, yeah, like, he'll give you those small stats, but you punt the other ones pretty hard. I think I think in Boris's situation, Draymond worth is worth it. it. But for, for the rest of us in the upper half of our league standings, you know, not, hey, not, not, mean, not as good a pick. <laughs> hey, you know what? If, if Draymond scored more than two points, I probably would have beaten you that week. <laughs> Okay, yeah, so we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> All right, we'll get to that. Uh, just finishing off the Devin Booker's uh, talk. Uh, he, he, he's injured with a left knee, knee sprain, so um, he's out of the All-Star game. I'm hoping it's not a serious injury and he'll be back, back. playing for me. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he's, uh, I think for me, my problem early on in the season was everyone was just a little slow, but everyone's like pretty good now. Devin Booker, he's averaging... 49% from the field, 83% free throw, two threes a game, 25 points a game, uh, f- almost four rebounds, four assists, almost one steal. I think if I agreed to trade with Boris, that would have been really stupid back then because I managed to pick up Clint Capella, uh, Jonas Valanciunas, and also Jared Allen as a free agent before I dropped him. Mm-hmm. So would have been a dumb trade for me. Okay, so Boris was just uh, hinting at what happened last week. I uh, broke his three-week winning streak um, <laughs> by a couple points. Uh, I think I, I beat you by about like six six points, maybe. It was all because of Harrison Barnes in his Yo, game against the Hornets. That was so and, random, uh, too. This guy just randomly popped off. Like This guy doesn't even average that many points. That was him no, and Booker. Booker. What are you talking about? Like Booker dropped 40 that, that last game. And everyone went, actually, I think John Ball was literally like 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 two for 15 or something like that. Like everyone was ice cold on my team that, that day. Don't give me Harrison Barnes slender. He's averaging uh, 50% from the field, 82% from free throw, uh, 16.7 points per game, six rebounds, three assists, almost one steal. How many um, points did he drop that game? That game, he dropped 28 points, six yeah, dude, rebounds, that's out of six the, assists. That's out of the norm. That's, yeah, that, that is. That's not normal. It's close enough to his I mean, average. Yeah, he's been scoring 20 points the last two games around before that, before that Charlotte game. Yeah, but how often do you see that in a year? Yeah, he'll have like these hot small streaks for like a couple games or like a week, but then like he'll disappear for the rest of the year. No, that, yeah, exactly. That was just an unfortunate day. Like where yeah. every single one of our players went ice cold. Like I, I, I thought I was actually going to win for sure because I had a lot of my uh, top players playing. I had like Sabanis playing, I had Trey Young playing, Towns playing, you know, like and Jamal playing, right? They usually like score in bunches, right? That one day, for some odd reason, everyone went ice cold. I don't think a single player dropped 20 points like, that day. And then you have, Devin Booker dropping, you have Devin Booker dropping 40 by himself too. Uh, yeah, I really thought I really thought during the week I would lose to you. It seemed like you were on a hot streak, and I I thought I was just going to be another person to contribute to that streak. Um, but yeah, Devin Booker going off last week helped a lot. And then I was texting the group chat. 
uh, late late night as the game was going on. And I, I basically figured out like I needed Harrison Barnes and Terry Rozier to combine for six points at least to to beat you. And uh, I think Harrison Barnes got an and one, and then he also got like a couple free throws, and that like sealed the deal. Five four. I knew it was, I knew it was over. Like when I checked the box score, and Harrison Barnes was like well like five out of six for threes. I was like, all right, this guy's gonna keep chucking for the rest of the night. <laughs> yeah, he was. 10 out of 14 from the field that night. 71% total. Disgusting. You want to check John Wall's stats? You want to see how many points he dropped? <laughs> how many? Yeah, I don't know. I think I don't even think he dropped more than 10 points. What are you talking about? He gave you 36 points on March 3rd, 32 points on March 1st. No, okay. It was, okay. It was last Sunday, all right? The last day of the week, all right? That I was playing you. He dropped 14 points, four for 16 shooting, zero rebounds, zero assists, basically no other stat line, and five turnovers. Yeah, for that like four game streak, he was pretty bad. From February 22nd to February 28th, he was he was pretty bad. But then he started picking it up again. That seems like his trend. He's he he'll play like pretty shoot pretty bad for a couple of days, and then uh be hot and then go back ice cold and be hot can't really blame him though he's he's still getting his feet back he missed so long yeah i mean i, I i'm not gonna blame wall entirely like you know i had a lot of players playing i had randall playing as well i think yeah like randall probably played the best that get that day he got 25 like everyone else is just trash trey young only dropped 15 points it was three for 14 um I had Towns playing. He dropped 21, actually, but uh, he got outscored by Anthony Edwards, who hugged the ball and shot like 22 times. Oh, don't tell me you hate Anthony Edwards just like Austin. Dude, I hate this guy. You Dude, hate him actually, just like Austin. He's ruining my stats for Towns, man. Dude, he, he's, he's he good. He's so ball. raw. He hogs the ball, man. I don't, I don't have him on my team, so I don't care. He'll get you better. Know, I don't He'll care get about better. Towns. No, I don't care about him. I care about my players. <laughs> Yo, this guy's hogging the ball away from Towns. You lucked out with uh, Julius Randle, Boris. Did you know I, that I he's going to go all out? Dude, I draft this guy every year just, just for that Laker pride. He's not no, a Laker I, anymore, Boris. Yeah, I know, but, you know, he's one of the OGs. But, no, I I actually did think Randle was going to pop off this year. I mean, like, for the past, like, two, three years, he's been averaging 18 He's 10. been getting better. Yeah, he's like 18 yeah, he's, points. He's been, yeah, he's been, he's been really consistent, 18 and 10. So I thought this year, like, you know, he he's, he had an extended rest as well. So I was like, okay, he's probably going to give me, like, 20 and 10, right? Maybe, like, plus two points average more. But he, he got a three-pointer this year, and he learned how to pass the ball. So, yeah, he's averaging, like, almost, like, 24 points, 25 points a game. Still averaging, like, 11 or 12 rebounds now and, like, five assists. He, yeah, yeah. he gets another set. Yep. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't get steals or blocks, but... He gets me like what, like two threes a game as well. His free throws are like eighty percent. Field goal from three. Yeah, field goal is like not it's not You're the best, but still like 50. high. Yeah, it's like high forties. So that was pretty that, impressive. Yeah. That was pretty impressive. You, you memorized his stat line pretty well. Yeah. Dude, he's my best player. I, I got yeah, I got him memorized. He's my best player. Do you guys remember last year, uh, Boris got Zion Williamson as well, and then Zion got hurt? <laughs> yeah. He was like, yo, anyone trying to trade Zion? And I was like, no, nah, he's injured, man. When he's, when he's there, he's good, but when he's not, you don't, you don't have him. And now, yo, now, now most people, most people, like, if they did that last year when they drafted Zion, they wouldn't have drafted Zion again this year. But Boris did. Boris is one of those people that did. Dude, I got to double down, right? Okay. Off. Dude, I saw. Okay, the thing is, I saw Zion play last year, and like, like if you actually watch him play, he's so good. You know. Yeah, he is. And like, I was reading like the the Pelican news. Like, he he was gonna play like what like thirty plus minutes every game this year. So, yeah, I was just basing it off of like what I saw last year, and he he scored pretty well last year, like with limit like minute restrictions. So. I was expecting him to like actually pop off really hard and score like thirty points a game. He's scoring like well, like twenty five right now, twenty five and seven. 
uh, he's averaging yeah, twenty five and seven. Yeah, but his field goal percentage is like sixty percent. So, like, yeah, this guy is so good. Yeah, yeah, I'm surprised he uh, hasn't been hurt this year. Actually, scratch that. He has a right fifth toe irritation. So. Yeah, of course, of course, man. Someone on my team got get injured. If if Zion wow. can increase his three pointers to like one to two a game, attempted. And or made even and increases like uh, free throws to like eighty percent. He probably averaged close to thirty. Yeah, no, I thought he was gonna do that because remember his first game back last year, he dropped like a couple of threes in his first game. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So I thought I thought he was gonna come come out like guns blazing, like shooting threes as well. But I guess because of like his minutes, he's playing really safe. Like he doesn't even dunk that much anymore. He's made yeah. two threes total since February 16th, 2021. Yeah, he doesn't and shoot a lot. Yeah. yeah the playing, first game, playing, his first game safe. back last year, I remember he shot like five three-pointers or something like that. He didn't miss. Yeah. Don't you yeah, like spam like, anybody telling him, just go to the hole? You don't need, you don't need to shoot out there. You can just muscle your way in. I mean, I if you're like scoring 60%, something like that. If you're scoring 60% of the time, you know, you might as well. Yeah, but like it's it's not just muscle. He has so much finesse too. So it's, he's pretty skilled. Who's your Who's your biggest letdown of this year? Like all you guys, like players we own or just uh, players you own. Players, players you own. Players I own. It has to be James Harden for me. He's, don't get me wrong. He's having a great season, but he he's not having the numbers he had when he's like a consensus like top two pick because he's on a team with. Kevin Durant and Kyrie. So I am just like all the way up though, trying to balance it out. It is. He he's scoring less and he still has high assists, but like he's not popping off as much as before because he doesn't need to. Like like there's a month or like a couple months last season where he averaged like 40, 40, like 10, and like I don't know, eight, like almost a triple double. It was like some crazy month. How, looking at uh my team averages. Mostly, I, th- I think mostly everyone has returned to normal um, with their stats like from last year. Disappointments for me would probably be Schroeder and Kevin Love. For Schroeder, I should have really like thought about how much his numbers would drop because he would pl- be playing next to LeBron and AD. And um, for Kevin Love, I just did not think he'd be out this long. Like in my other league, I, I made a bet thinking that He'd be he'd be back and healthy before Kemba Walker would be. So I traded away Kemba Walker for like Kyle Anderson, which mm. uh, I don't know. It's leaning towards being like a bad trade right now. Um, I think Kemba is trending up. But anyways, yeah, Kevin Love was a letdown. I, I thought he'd be healthy, and um, we're in week eleven right now of fantasy, and it's probably unlikely he'll he'll do much for me. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about uh, Wendell Carter Jr. too. I was hoping he'd hit like the he'd pop off this year and hit like the eighteen and like ten, but he's averaging like twelve and eight, two assists this season. So kind kind of a letdown like, for me. I had him like two seasons in a row. This guy, yeah. this guy is what he is. Yeah, I was just hoping you know it'd be his breakout season this year, so I I picked him up, but not yet so far. No, okay, Nathan, Nathan. I think all of his players are letdowns. Yeah, all my players are like that. Either are injured or they're like not. They're just like okay at the best. Really, Kevin Durant like COVID, and then he got injured for some reason. Christian Wood's been out the entire year. Jaren Jackson doesn't return. Tyrese Herbon got injured again, and then Defonte Graham got injured. Literally, I'm just picking up random players at this point just for their spots. Yeah, you had like literally your best players: Christian Wood, KD. Grounds look really good when he's injured. Jaren Jackson Jr. still hasn't played. Oh yeah, and I had Bogdan Bogdanovich, and he just came back from injury. Yeah, he was injured for a while. Yeah. Halliburton's good, but he's injured also. Halliburton's so good. Holy, yeah, he's I, good. I wish I picked him up. Yeah, like you're you're just unlucky. Like if your players were here, you'd be you wouldn't be like eight seed, but you you'd be doing a lot better. But you're, you're the best like, players. Kem- yeah, I was actually surprised Kemba Walker came back, and like now he's just getting back to form, starting to score and give me some assists. Mm-hmm. But other than that, yeah, like everyone else on my team is just like, yeah. uh, all right. It's, it's, it's just because you're okay your, or you're injured. Yeah, all your hard carries are gone. 
like Kevin Durant, Christian Wood will put up great numbers, pretty good efficiency. And yeah, you haven't even seen Jay Jackson. Like build up the entire injury spot. Everyone else is like either four or less. Yeah. yeah. Nathan, you picked Kevin Durant um, and Jason Tatum over Nikola Jokic. You could have had Nikola Jokic. That's the surprising thing. No, I, I had him before, and I never, I never liked like I don't. I feel like he doesn't do that much like consistently enough. But, like, I feel like he didn't like when I had him. He didn't have enough like power, like enough stats to him consistently. But I mean, I still rather take these two over him, honestly. Yeah, uh, I'd, I'd say it's because, like, this is his breakout year where he's really, like, putting up MVP stats because other years before, he'd average, like, around 20 points, uh, close to, like, uh, 10 rebounds or whatever, and close to 10 assists. Like, this is, like, his, his really... Yeah, this is, like, his real, his real breakout year where he's just popping off. I got I got Embiid by luck in my other fantasy. Mm-hmm. Like, because everyone... Yeah, because, like, everyone thought he was going to be... Like basically what you just said about Jokic, like he just gets like twenty and ten, yeah. And he's averaging like MVP numbers. Like everyone on my other fantasy team, like they're actually like all dominating. I have, like Zach Levine, Bradley Beal. Oh, those are all crazy. Luca, right Embiid, yeah. yeah. Everyone's just popping off. Yeah, like Embiid and uh, Jokic are putting up like crazy stats right now. Like they're literally fighting for MVP, and it's it's their breakout year, as as like a perennial MVP possibly. I just uh, I just took a look at all the teams in our league. I, I was about to say like uh, we have five IL spots in our league, and I was about to say like oh Nathan's probably the only one that's using up all five IL spots, but a couple of other people are using their IL spots too. Yeah, I, I don't like this. I don't like I don't like us stashing our players for for the season. We we need to lower it to two next yeah, year. Yeah, I really like the last last time or like the first time I was on the podcast. I was like we should we should lower it like after the season, right? But I thought we were gonna shove that discussion for later. Right. Unless you want to like just stop, like just cut it off right now. I mean, in most fantasy leagues uh, that I've played in, and I've played in them like for almost every year since like high school, we've done one to two fantasy spots at most. Usually it's one because like yeah, they don't want one. you. They don't want you to shelve your players. You know, you pick them up for a reason. So that, like, if they play, they play. If they're injured, whatever happens, happens. Like, do you want to take the risk of holding on to them? Do you want to trade them for other players and wait until someone gets back? Like, that's the risk you pick or choose. It's like, you, well, usually I do one, but two two at the max if, like, if if they're up to it. Yeah, I think the Yahoo, like, standard leagues, there's three IL spots. Yeah, because so it's I not as fun when you can just store your players like that. So unless you want to, like, make a decision now, we can just cut down the spots. Like, I think like I think it's very, I, I feel like season. it's very too late. You just do it next time. Yeah, like we, we can't change it now for this season because it's too late. But like next next season we play, we can probably change it to one or two if people want. Probably one though. I think yeah. one just to make it more competitive. Because like if you have random players coming back, like Karis Levert, right? Like some people dropped him because they thought he was out for the season. Yeah. And now there's a potential chance of him coming back. Like I think. It's fair game for anyone to like pick him up if like you know people were skeptical of him. Yeah. If you want to make this league more competitive, don't wouldn't you want like a like a weekly hold, like weekly maximum transactions of dropping and adding players then? Would that be something you guys are interested in or not? Um I mean you you probably wouldn't be able to do that often if you only have one IL spot. Cause then you wouldn't be dropping your players as often. We also need to do waivers too, I think. Salary cap, yeah. Salary cap, but yeah, Wait, waiver priorities, waiver prices. I mean, yeah. So it's like, uh, if you pick up somebody off waivers, your waiver priority resets. And so, if there's like a really uh, competitive uh, player on waivers, then the the system will pick like whoever has the highest priority, and then they'll get that player when they become free agents, basically. Yeah, I think I have that. Also, like you can also pay a certain amount of money to get them first over someone else. Is that the same thing, or is that different? Trying to figure that out. I don't know. Uh, Well, well, I I think I think the league has to be like an official money league for in order to do do something like that. 
we're oh, like because no, I'm in the I'm in the standard like uh, Yahoo Fantasy League. I'm not it's not money league, but I can still like I can pay money, but well, not pay money, but like I can put in a cash amount to like jump the waiver wire or whatever. All yeah. interesting ideas. Another idea I proposed uh, last week, which was like, can we? It, would it be possible for us to do our own like play-in tournament where the last two seeds can fight it out to get into the playoffs? Yeah, Chen is our. How about that Nathan topic? Chen is our Nathan Chen is our commissioner, so he he knows these things. Please, commissioner, well, give me a chance. <laughs> well, no, like, like I said, like first two seats get to buy right, and then the, everyone else plays. But then they need the last three teams to be in a playoff, like to do a playoff kind of series so to get in. So it's possible then, or I don't, I don't think it's possible. I don't think Yahoo is that sophisticated to do a playing tournament because then it would be an uneven, right? Because if they have six, two, the last two are fighting for one spot. So how's that going to work out? Uh, the first seed, like the first seed gets another pie lose. So like, so the playoffs are set right now for like the last three weeks uh, for Yahoo, the Yahoo calendar. Yeah. Um, for like, it would it be possible for us to add another week to the calendar. And for that week in the calendar, you set it up so that the seventh and eighth seed, they play it out. And then... You know, going back to week two of the playoffs, you'll have uh, seven teams competing. Yeah, no, Yahoo doesn't let like an even an odd amount of number of teams to, like to play in or not. They either like four, six, or eight, and that's pretty much it. All right, proposal shot down. Um, um, yeah, that's you got to take that up with Yahoo instead. All right, all right. Speaking of Commissioner Nathan Chan here. Uh, we had a we had a we had the first trade of our fantasy league occur in the past couple days. I'd say it was a pretty controversial trade, and Nathan Chan thought it was okay to approve the trade. So uh, I'll just I'll just explain it here. It was between our two friends, Nikki Chung and Nathan Wu. Uh, Nikki, if you're listening to this and wondering why you're not on the pod, uh, let me know next time before you make a lopsided trade, and I'll have you on the pod for sure. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I already scheduled the pod and then Nikki made a trade with our other friend, Nathan Wu. So Nikki got Luka Doncic and De'Aaron Fox and Nathan got LeBron James and Mike Conley. I saw this and I immediately wanted to veto the trade, but we just don't have that feature this season for some, for whatever reason. Um, I think Nikki improved just like the Lakers did in the off season where his team got younger and healthier and uh, Nathan Wu's team got older and more injury prone. I think uh, LeBron, I don't understand a trade. I don't understand a trade. I don't understand the trade either. Uh, LeBron and Conley are injury risks. Like even, even if LeBron is perfect, like he's only missed one game uh, on Tuesday night because he's resting for all-star. He's 36 years old. Why would you give LeBron up for <clears throat> Luka Doncic, who's just like a younger version of LeBron um, and healthier? Yeah. It wasn't even that. It was De'Aaron and, and Conley. Like, what? Yeah, that's... Yeah. Like, Conley is definitely having a good season, an all-star, like, season. But De'Aaron Fox, though, he's over Mike Conley. Like, De'Aaron Fox gives you more points, more assists. Yeah, he's, he's a starting point guard. That's like that's like me trading Darius Garland for De'Aaron Fox. So I checked the stats. Luca is just slightly better than LeBron with free throw shooting. The other numbers are like whatever. They're basically the same. I think at best for Nathan Wu, Mike Conley survives for the season, is healthy, and per, like gives him like similar numbers. Uh. At worst, LeBron suffers another season-ending injury for some reason. Conley gets hurt. Um, and then I think for Nikki, like, at best, he'll Luca will just do more than LeBron, maybe. Fox will do more than Conley. I don't know. I think even, Fox even and Luca are way better than LeBron and Conley are now. I don't understand this trade because he's not – I feel like it – was, it was Nathan, right? Nathan's team? Yeah. yeah. Like, his team, I feel like, what benefit does he get from doing this trade? Because neither of the players are better than the ones he had previously. Yeah, it seems like a minor downgrade. 
And LeBron's probably going to maybe rest more towards the end of the season. He's been playing a lot now because AD's out, and he wants to probably stay high in the seedings, but he might rest more because he also had a shorter offseason. And De'Aaron Fox is just by far a better player than Mike Conley. It seems like Nate downgraded a little bit. Not by a lot, but he definitely did downgrade. And he, he got picked up two older players, you know? Yeah, I think this would have been the perfect time for him to defend himself, but <laughs> he's not on this piece. Yeah. All right, let's, uh, let's compare stats. Uh, Luca's ranked 22. Fox is ranked 108. 28 points per game, 8 rebounds, 9 assists, uh, 1 steal for Doncic. 23, 3, and 7, 1 steal for Fox. And uh, we know Conley doesn't score like 23 points per game. Um, all right, Commissioner, Commissioner Nathan, explain your thought process for approving this trade. I mean, I'm not the one who expected like the trade. I just don't wonder who let the transaction went through. If anything, my role is if one of the players <clears throat> wanted to back out, I can like disapprove it of that. But for me, I feel like hey, apparently Nathan Wu likes to trade enough to accept it. So I mean, what can I do for him if he said he wants to do it? Yeah, um, but my job isn't to say, oh, that's not a good trade for either side. My job is more like, oh, if you want to back out now, I'll say something, and then we'll, like, I'll disapprove a trade. This is where you use your powers as a commissioner to talk to everyone else. Like, hey, yeah. do you think this trade is good to go? Because instead of having everyone be able to va- like veto, it's you, you have like a collective veto from all of us. So like, you, you run it through by everyone else, and everyone's like, if the majority of people are like, Get this trade out of here. There's no way this one's going through. No, well, you use I, your powers as commissioner to say, I don't think this, this is a fair trade. Well, the thing is, I, I, I agree with Nathan, though, just because, like, if the other Nathan values the players and he, for some odd reason, you know, really wanted Mike Conley and LeBron James, you know, maybe, he ha- you know, he's a, Lake, he's a huge Lakers fan and he loves, you know, LeBron, you know, there's a sentiment to him. I don't, I don't know. But, you know, I feel like there's no, like, it's not fair for us to say no just because, like, it's up to those two who are, you know, making the trade. Like, they both agreed to it. So, I, I think it's unfair for us to just, like, butt in, you know. Even though, like, all of us are just like, oh, yeah, like, this it's such a lopsided trade. But at the end of the day, they both agreed, you know. It's like if I offered High Dang and his cancer for Booker, obviously he's going to say no, right? But – if he says yes and I say yes, you know, if he really wanted Ennis Cantor, you know, it's not fair for you guys to say no to that. Right. But then that's how you stop a team from getting too lopsided. So say like like Nathan's like, screw it, I'm done. I this season has there's no hope for me. And he's like, you know what? I'm gonna trade Ethan, all my good players. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I'll just trade all my bad players to Nathan. And I get all those t- players. Like it's it's not gonna be fair to the other people because sometimes in fantasy, like you you don't think about it as much. But you're like, oh, I'll just I'll just take this trade. Like I don't think I'll get anything better. But if you look at it later, you're like, wow, this trade was either kind of lopsided or this team is like you know leaning to one team more heavily than you know the other teams. Wait, so Ethan, hear me out about this. Why don't we just start using draft picks, like next year's draft picks, as assets? Then I, I just think I you can't trade more than if you trade like. A top three, a top three round draft pick. You can't trade anymore, like in the top four or five, like that kind of thing. But we can also trade draft picks to help us out better. Like, like that, that way, you're not just grabbing a bad player. You're also grabbing something from the other team. Like that kind, that kind of screws you over for next season, though. And you have to like wager more or less depending on how bad like you want to win this season or how bad you want to win next season. Like, I, I don't really prefer like wagering draft picks. <laughs> Yeah, so I feel like, like it kind of ruins experience. It, it ruins yeah, experience then, for the future seasons. Because every season is depending on your draft. Like, what if, like, oh, from three three draft seasons now and they don't even play anymore, you know? And you wager something, like, heavy. Oh, I mean, unless you guys are seeing yourselves walking away from the draft. I mean, from walking away from the league in three years, I guess. Yeah, but I always well, feel like, why not just use draft as another asset? I, I, I just think it's not, it's not, it's not as not, enticing to me. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, I feel like it's not, it's not smart in creating a competitive league because yeah, like, like we're doing this for fun, you know? know? Yeah. Cause I feel like if I offer you all my draft picks, I get like Tatum and like all your other good players like Durant, it's not going to be fun for the other players. First of all, 
And number yeah. two, for the next season, I'm not going to be doing anything. Like, that's, I'm literally just doing nothing. Like, yeah. I'm, gonna I'm, not, I'm not saying, like, for all your draft picks, you're only, we're only going to set a standard with, like, one draft pick given away. Right, I but, know. But, but the point is that you, that you could point, create yeah. such lopsided, like, trades from, from betting things, assets that, that are technically there, but, you're, like, you don't really have until you get to next season. I would like to go for a, a vote of no confidence in our commissioner, Nathan Chan. Uh, hey, I'd like the to, commissioner. commissioner. <laughs> I would like to be commissioner. I would represent all my teams fairly. Uh, I would listen to everyone's opinion. Yeah, on like, uh, on trades. In in most leagues, we have a vet like a veto, so where everyone can just say like, "Hey, this trade seems lopsided as heck." You know, like one team's obviously losing and one team's winning. Like if it seems fair, like it, it does suck sometimes because some people will like veto anything. But like some and not maybe some trades might not go through, like the slightly lopsided ones. But like it, it is it does make it more fair for everyone. They feel like this 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 trade like shifts the ba- the power balance. <laughs> I mean, I'm All only right. saying like it's unfair because I actually wanted Tatum and Nathan asked for pick. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I offered him some some good players. I gave him like Lonzo Ball for Tatum. No, you, you said know? Lonzo Ball and Al Horford for like. Oh, uh, even better. I give you two players. I gave you two Cameron. players. I gave you two players for one, and you said no. You wanted my draft pick, you know. I don't think that's fair, you know, for the for the future like of the league, you know. If you had multiple first round picks or whatever. Yeah, and that's just that's, 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 that's whatever. I think if we change the IL spots, a lot of good things will will just come from there. More trades, maybe. I think more trades, yeah, yeah. You don't have and, to stash uh, them as Okay, so if we, yeah, like I said, like since we haven't done much trades, like now I can take this into account. If you really want to do the, you want to do like the league poll of saying this is trade fair, then we can take that into account next season. Yeah, like I think I think a, a veto would be good, and we could just discuss in the chat like if everyone has the veto power, and then uh, uh, less IL spots, it, it would definitely make it more fun. Because in my other leagues, like we have that. People offer trades like all the time. They're like, I don't want to hold on to this player. Like he's injured, but he's coming back soon. Like, do you want him? And stuff like that. Because we don't have we have like one IL spot. If you only stash like one player or two on on injury reserve. Okay, back to the the trade talk. Uh, I want to provide more context. There's like several. I guess like when I when I when I have you guys on, I always start new group chats. So in one of the group chats where I know Ethan is in. Uh, Nikki even said like he he thought he 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 won this trade, but he didn't want us to uh, message the other Nathan to try to influence his uh, change his mind. Um, I I messaged Nathan before Nikki told me not to do that, and <laughs> so here's here's what I think. Nathan, uh, other Nathan's been on this pod before, and he said that he's new to fantasy basketball, and he's more of a football guy in my opinion. So I don't think basketball or fantasy basketball is his main thing. He doesn't really know or correctly he, he doesn't can't really assess the correct value of players. So when I try to tell him of why he shouldn't make the trade, he told me that he he looked out uh, he asked his other friends what they thought and they they told him it was a balanced trade. Um I tried to convince him otherwise and uh he ended up just basically telling me F it Commissioner knows best, so he he let the decision <laughs> oh. sit, with, oh, sit with Nathan Chad. Oh yeah. man. Oh okay. Yeah, well, I, you know, if he, if we have said something in the beginning, I would have said something else. Then I thought it's like, oh, he really wanted it. I thought you know, if I had more context into this, shit. Yeah. Well, it just seems like he really wants those guys. I don't think so. I think I think. I, 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 <laughs> I for, for another thing that we could add to our league is raise the amount of money needed to play. Five dollars is just not enough, and uh, yeah, he's uh, I wanted to save that for the pod. Maybe I should have spoken up, said something. No, oh, yeah. I'm always down to increase the stakes. You know, you know, Heidi, I wish you messaged me saying something about that. Otherwise, I would have totally made a different decision then. I think like five or like ten to like twenty. I have like twenty in another league. I think like ten or five in another league, also. Well, I think I think yeah, it's more of a group decision at this point. Oh, no, of course, yeah. Well, like you have to run it through the group, much. of course. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Boris, do you think uh, Nikki's gonna win this year? 
We've had I, this conversation. Before, I think so. I think okay. doesn't after this trade and something something went wrong, right? Yeah, like I feel I feel like his team just got so much better, and he he didn't even lose anything. You know what I mean? He literally just upgraded on all accounts. Yeah, it was definitely an upgrade on his his end. Because like usually okay. when you trade, like you like if I give you like. Like a center for you know point guard or whatever, right? Like I'll I'll lose on rebounds by getting assists. Yeah, like he kind of traded the same players. Everything. Yeah, he kind of traded the same players, same type players, and instead of getting worse or changing something, he he improved on all accounts. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, just to recap for anyone listening, our league is pretty small, so mostly everyone's team is good. Uh, yeah. Some people made you know. Not as ideal draft picks as uh, other teams. We won't we won't name who. Um, but let's go over Nikki's team just to end this off. Nikki has Luka Doncic, Malcolm Brogdon, Evan Fournier, Buddy Heald, Mason Plumley, Bam Adebayo, Nerlens Noel, Rashawn Holmes, De'Aaron Fox, Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, Zach Levine. Andre Drummond, Kobe White. On his IL, he has Frank Van Fleet, or Fred Van Fleet, Delon Wright, Aaron Gordon, Karis LeVert. Um, our league standings right now, Allen and Nikki are basically tied for first place, 50-39-1. Me and Nathan Wu, 47-42-1. Uh, Ryan, uh, and then Ethan with a big drop to sixth place. <laughs> oh. Then Boris and then Nathan Chan. Boris on um, the come up. Yo, I'm gonna yeah, so, come back. I'm gonna come back up. <laughs> same, Sam. I'm gonna trend up. I'm gonna trend back to top three. Uh, top six teams go to the playoffs. It's still possible for Boris or Nathan Chan to make it, I think. Uh, Ryan's probably not gonna make it because of the Anthony Davis, D'Angelo Russell situation. Yeah, so that's the, the, the state of our league right now. I think, I think Nikki's gonna win because of this trade. <laughs> How does Nikki have Giannis and Luca? That doesn't even make sense. Yeah, Giannis and LeBron, dude. Yeah, like I don't, I don't understand that. And, and just look at his other team, like Luis. He also has uh, Darren Fox. He has Darren Fox now, but he has Zach Levine, Kobe White, oh Fred Van Fleet, Andre Drummond. Like that's a rebounds like on top of everything. He has Karis LeVert, but he's injured. Yeah, he has he has Brogdon, which is crazy enough already. Those, those, a lot of those players are averaging like close to 20 points and like either 10 rebounds or like 10 assists, like around there. Eight, eight, eight rebounds, eight assists. You know, the other Nathan's team was pretty good too. I'm surprised the team isn't like tied for first. Like, I'm surprised Allen's team is like up there because I was, I was beating Allen pretty badly. Yeah, I saw. Nate's team is fourth right now. His team is pretty solid too. I think Dude, the other Nathan's team is, yeah, I don't know why he's doing so poorly. Like, his team is so stacked. He's actually beating me really badly right now, but that's only because you know everyone's popping off against me, and I've known yeah. I've known playing. <laughs> yeah, I, I think like he for because a couple of weeks he had Colin Sexton. He was popping off really hard. Gordon Hayward had a small resurgence. Vucevic had like some crazy month where he was just carrying him his team. Donovan Mitchell was like, always usually good. And B two, he hasn't beat, and then he's popping off. You want to see Vucevic's stats against me this week? Was it bad? Those guys averaging like prime shots. Oh, he, he ate you up, man. I'm looking at it. He ate you up. Boris, I'm I don't know. Embiid and Vucevic right now. It's disgusting. Boris, did you do this on purpose on Wednesday night? But you had Ben Simmons benched. Okay, so I do the the start the all auto. Yeah, the the start automation, and for some odd reason, they wanted to put Ben Simmons on my bench, and I didn't see because usually, like, I don't have like everyone playing right. But it just so happens that, you know, I had more than enough. And they put Simmons on my bench. And the players that they, they actually put in on my starting lineup, some of them were out. So it didn't even make sense to me why they were, like, in the, like, starting lineup. You only had uh, Kelly Oubre. He was the only person out for you that night, Wednesday. Oh, but I think there was, like, a couple others. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like, I would have... Much rather had Ben Simmons than Ubre, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I think, yeah, the system was kind of was kind of broken because like it was um, everyone was like game time decision. I had like Draymond game time decision. I had like Horford game time decision. John Wall game time. Yeah, it was like everyone. 
So it was super random why they put Ben Simmons on my bench. Yeah, yeah. It, it does that. It sucks when it does too. All right, Lakers talk. We're all Lakers fans in this call, thankfully. Uh, whenever I have Nikki on, he just breaks that. For Celtics. Uh, <laughs> breaks that perfection. And um, Allen, a Clippers fan. Yeah, that was a surprise. That, if you ask me what's the biggest surprise of our fantasy season, it's finding out that Allen Fong is a Clippers fan. I thought he was a LeBron fan. Yeah, he is, he is a LeBron he's fan. Both, he's both. He's so, both. So he's like, and LeBron. So he should be a Lakers fan then. <laughs> uh, yes. Hey, Boris, want to hear, hear something terrible? Allen publicly admitted on our podcast that he wasn't a fan of Kobe when he was a kid. Yeah. He, oh, yeah. yeah but I he grew that. to, I, I knew this from, from when we were in elementary. You remember that, yeah. right, Boris? Yeah. 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 Look, yeah when we were shock. kids, when we were kids, we used to have these memes and like there was a picture of like Kobe and LeBron. And then I think Alan would like X the picture of Kobe and circle. LeBron. I remember this. Alan oh, and Sean. Alan and Sean. Alan and Sean, right? Yeah. I, I had the reverse picture. I would, I would X LeBron and circle Kobe because I was a Kobe fan. Yeah, we, me and Boris are big Kobe stands. Still are. Still are. Yeah. So uh, Blake Griffin, he he just got bought out from the, the Pistons. And um, I'm pretty sure he's going to go to the Nets because they got about $5.7 million. Um, basically, the, the, the league is allowing them to use $5.7 million to replace a player because they lost Spencer Dinwiddie. Mm. I forgot about this money, and uh, I'm pretty sure they might be the only competitive team out there that has this kind of money to give to Blake Griffin, and uh, I think that's probably why he's going to end up with the Nets. That's actually crazy. Yeah. So I the think Lakers, it makes the most like, sense for, for the Lakers, we don't even have Nets. we don't have like that much money at all to to pay Blake Griffin or even Andre Drummond. So. Do you think Blake Griffin's gonna make like a resurgence though? It's tough because he hasn't been playing often and he hasn't been playing super hot this season. And he's I know I drafted him. Yeah, he's been getting worse every like year since since he left the Clippers. He, he had that good year on on the Pistons, but he got injured that year anyway. That was the one year I, I got like third place or something because of Blake Griffin. He yeah, actually carried me like super hard. He's playing good. He learned to shoot threes and then he got injured. It's yeah, typical. Like his knee went out or something like that, or was it an ACL thing? His knee, something with his knee. knee. Yeah. It's. I think Blake Griffin on the Nets is a perfect fit compared to like him being on the Lakers. I feel like we already have Kuzma. AD's gonna come back eventually. We have Markeith. We had Trez. You know, like we have so many like forwards already. It doesn't really make sense for Blake to come to the Lakers, whereas That's... the Nets are like empty and like you know they're. Like center and power forward. That is true. They have Jordan and they have Jeff Green as power forward. Kitty's technically the power forward, small forward. Have you guys been watching the Lakers games? Not as much recently. Uh, I've been more busy with class and my internship, but uh, I watch every here here and there. But I check up on the games though, like see how they're doing. Yeah, I normally I normally watch highlights. Haven't had the time to watch a full game yet in a while. Same. I ha- I did watch a lot in the beginning, but they were all blowouts in the beginning. So I was like, all right, it's kind of boring now. You know, I like I actually liked when like the games were more competitive when we sucked. You know, like back when like we had like D'Angelo Russell, Jordan Clarkson, Ingram, and Randall. Like those are actually fun games, even though like we would always lose. Like now, I feel like we're in the beginning at least. Like we would win by so much that it was boring. I haven't been watching the the recent games, but. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, have you been watching them? Unfortunately, yeah. Oh, most of them. Uh, maybe a couple I've missed, but not not a lot. I watched the the their Kings game, uh, and also the Suns game. Um, the Suns one was disappointing because I thought, like, I later found out that Booker got got uh, kicked out for uh, the two technicals. So they they basically lost the game with without Devin Booker playing for the Suns, and then for the Kings, like we we just got so close. And uh, a couple of my friends were saying like if Luke Walton loses against the Lakers without LeBron James and Anthony Davis, like he'd, he'd probably get fired. Yeah, 
Yeah, but he still has this job for now. I think he's going to get fired eventually. His rotations are a little sus <laughs> still. They've always been sus, like sus since it's been on the Lakers and even the Warriors. Sometimes he wouldn't like he'd swap out players when they're hot. He did that a lot on the Lakers with D'Lo. Like D'Lo would be hot, swap him out, and bench him. I don't think he gets fired this year, at least, because um, unless the Kings are doing what the uh, what the Timberwolves were doing, mm-hmm. which is they were doing their research behind the scenes for like the next head coach, um, and then but then Chris Finch has like All Star break to kind of reset things with his roster. Whereas if you fire Walton now, the next coach won't really have time to like decide what they want to do because after All Star break, like you just have to get uh, get going again. Yeah, you just stick with what you got. Okay. Yeah, out of all the out of all the former like Laker players, because they're all popping off right now. Which one was your favorite? Ingram. Uh, I think Ingram. Basketball dreams. My basketball dreams are filled with Ingram. I I you know he had he had like. I'd say he's probably the closest thing to uh, like a player doing everything. Like his last year with the Lakers, uh, out of all the, the the young ones, he was the only one that he had that kind of LeBron kind of skill set where he could just do everything. Uh, score, Fans, free throws, score. defense, yeah, assist, rebounds. And... Uh, Look at our boy now. He 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 was an all star last year. He's basically an all star this year. He should he should be all star this year too. Yeah, but oh yeah, Ethan, you wanted uh, you want to talk about all stars, Ethan? <laughs> oh, um, let's see. What was it? Uh, who got shuttled in? Mike Conley got shuttled in for for Booker. Right, Mike Conley though, out of everyone, over over DeRozan. Yeah, right. over DeRozan. DeRozan's having a great season this year. Yeah. Ryan, Ryan was asking this earlier today. Why not DeMar DeRozan or Ingram? Um, I, I, think, I think my argument's pretty good. I think Adam Silver knows that Conley has never been an all-star before and he's getting pretty old. That so. that's, a, that's, like a, that's like a pity pick, though. No, like, yeah. as, uh, like, as good as Conley is, like, I, I respect Conley as a player, but like, he's not better than DeRozan. Yeah, I, I, I think, think I think it it goes with what Hydeng was saying. Like it's it's getting old. It's one of his last seasons, and he's been like snubbed from All Star games before. Like he had a couple seasons where he was like a potential All Star, but he just he didn't make the cut. Yeah, he he was in Memphis, so the Western Conference uh, the past couple years has been really hard. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like Conley, Conley's a consistently good player, but I don't think he's a great player. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe, like, Numbers he's, wise, he's like fringe all-star, you know? It's like always there, but maybe not better than the majority. Or I feel like he's kind of like some. a – like he's like what like DeAndre Russell is right now. Like DeAndre Russell is like good, but he's not great. But Numbers wise, it, it is harder for D'Lo in his position because he's a point Colin, guard. Colin's, I mean, Colin's a point guard too. Oh, yeah. But like, you know, he's going up against like Staff, Dame, Luca. Yeah, but I okay. think even back then, like there was like Darren Williams and like CP3 for Conley. Yeah. Okay, what wait. Numbers wise, numbers wise, um, I'm not, I'm not totally sure on this. I think DeRozan has missed more games than Conley because DeRozan's uh, dad recently died, or a really close family relative recently died, so he had to take some time off. That's true. That may, that may have been a contributing factor to Conley getting picked. Yeah, I, I can't argue that for Ingram. Uh, Ingram's probably played more than Conley, but uh, maybe it's maybe it has to do with like the the guard system. So you have to like pick a guard, maybe. Uh, Nathan, you have some stuff to say? Oh, I just I was thinking it's just like the Atlanta Hawks in 2015, 2016, where their entire roster, their entire starting line was a All Star team. So like their team record, I mean, tried to kind of like a combination of what you said. Oh, he hasn't been an All Star yet, and then. The Utah Jazz, like the best record in the league, might as well have him in there. Just perfect combination. Do you guys think LeBron kind of killed us in the in the playoffs by uh, basically saying nobody nobody cares about the Utah Jazz last night during the All Star draft? I don't think I don't think it matters, man. When it's playoff time, like 
everyone's dialed in and like you know playing yeah. the same team like over and over like you get the game plan like right now it's you know it's regular season so like no one really cares that much like you can see frank vogel literally like messing around with lineups he has like well like four guards in and like jared dudley as like our freaking center like it doesn't really matter when it's playoff time like that's when you, know, you make more adjustments yeah there's adjustments. it's potential seven game series I, I, think, I was I was I was pretty much joking with that. I know. Yeah, I know yeah. Of course, I, I could tell you. Uh, <laughs> no, I just thought it was hilarious. I just thought yeah. it was hilarious for LeBron to to say that. Well, only speaking the truth, he does. Do you guys uh, see that thing from Eric Spostra where like LeBron um, made adjustments to the adjustments that they're thinking about adjusting? Yeah, that, I saw that. Sounds yeah. like classic LeBron thing. Yep. I've seen some highlights, uh, I think, from the Warriors game where LeBron knew exactly what they were going to do. So there was like a, a play where he knew they were going to pass to to Curry uh, driving towards the uh, the basket, and he, he just intercepted the pass, and then he just like uh, threw like a football pass to one of his wide receivers, and um, LeBron's amazing. There's yeah. – there's- people that say like uh, or like there's players that say like they ran the play wrong and then lebron would tell them how to run it correctly yeah yeah i've heard that i've seen those yeah i've heard that from you kobe guys, too do you guys think that the lakers would repeat though i feel like a lot of the reason why we were successful last year was because rondo was just so good like because rondo is like another coach you know what i mean yeah ron rondo was uh doing what kuzma was supposed to be like being that third scorer and like playmaker if they needed him to be he he was putting up great numbers. He was like the third, like the solid third option that the Lakers had. And well, like Caruso was aside, big too. Though, yeah. Numbers aside, though, Rondo like he knows how to make adjustments as well. Like, yeah. do you like who do you trust on the Lakers to like take up that that role now? It's just Dude, LeBron. shooters shooters better shooters than Rondo too. Yeah, I, I I don't care. Like, I think it's a terrible idea. Like the Hawks are seeing what what's happening right now by by signing Rondo. Right, like. You should never sign a player uh, and hope that, you know, this better version of him comes out in the playoffs, quote-unquote, right? Like, they upgraded uh, but, massively with Schroeder. But playoff, but playoff Rondo is actually a thing, though. You can't tell me playoff Rondo is not good. He actually shows up in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the Hawks are expecting him to I'm make not, the playoffs. I'm not saying Schroeder's not a better player. Schroeder is definitely a better player. But when it comes to, like, playoff time – like, I feel like we're missing a lot of like the, like the basketball IQ from from Rondo. Because they already you know, have enough. They already have enough basketball IQ plan. from LeBron and AD, honestly, right? Like, and Dennis Shooter has been has sh- been sh- like showing that he can be a great passer, a great facilitator. I think the facilitator oh, no. part like, is what we need most, <clears throat> and Dennis Shooter does the job. No, Shooter definitely does his job. Like, he's a good player. I'm I'm just wondering, like, you know, there's a lot because our team is very different from last year. You know, like our team's younger, but it's not necessarily like a lot better or anything. Because like we're missing a lot of like rim protection and like stuff like that now. I feel like that's 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 you know, I think I think people not being able to, uh, I think not having AD right now is causing people to panic and underestimate how good the Lakers are. Like, I think my wet dream is they just not, they just don't play Anthony Davis until we're about 10 games out from the playoffs and then start playing him, but like on restricted minutes. And then by the play, by, by playoff time, like we just go all out with him, however many minutes necessary. And as long as he doesn't have like a major, major injury, and I think the Lakers will be like really good. I think they'll be better than last year because Schroeder is faster, younger than Rondo. He may not be like as good a passer as Rondo, but he's still pretty good a passer. Montrez Harrell is the the question mark. Not sure what to do about him. But if you have AD playing the five, it's really hard to beat that. I think if you're another team, Kyle Kuzma is going to be even better. I think this year than last year in the playoffs, he's shown he can be a great offensive uh, rebounder. I think Markeith can. Oh, Taylor Horn Tucker, like he's a big question mark of what he can do this year in the playoffs. 
I mean, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Like, I, I know, like, I'm a Lakers fan, so obviously, like, <laughs> I, I study the players. Like, I know what they're capable of. Um, but, yeah, no, because I, I go on Reddit a lot, and these are questions that, like, a lot of people bring up. Or, like, a lot of them, like, fair-weather fair fans, like, a lot of them, you know, they miss the old team because, obviously, that's the one that won. You know what I mean? Like, Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee, Rondo, like, these are, like, key players. So, you know, it's always good to have like different insight like why yeah. you know why you think like this team is better than last year like if you think they can repeat my my biggest fear though is you know if 80 comes back and he's rusty or like he still has like lingering injuries that's gonna ruin like a lot for the lakers like our potential is literally based on ad so i think if ad can't play well we're probably not gonna win the finals but LeBron might be able to carry us to at least the second round or the third round, I think. You know what's the standings right now if we like started playoffs today? All right, standings. Uh, Jazz first place, Suns second place, Lakers third place. So if the playoffs started today, they would go against... The Nuggets. Yeah, the Nuggets. They lost Jeremy Grant. They lost Jeremy Grant, so I don't know. I, I think that's going to hurt them in the playoffs. But Porter Jr. is playing pretty well. I still it's, think it's, it's a bad enough. matchup for the Lakers. I still think I still think it's a bad matchup for the Lakers. Like unless unless AD is back at like hundred percent, then you know it's good again. Okay, I'm going to call it here. Thank you guys for uh, coming on the show. Hopefully, hopefully Nikki doesn't just overtake everybody in fantasy and. Uh, that wouldn't that wouldn't be a fun podcast, I think, if if Nikki just dominates the playoffs and just wins. <laughs> hey Nathan. He's won everyone. Nathan, give me Tatum. Yeah.